Sports talk with a little bit of an edge. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. The NFL almost had it. But then they brought this all back into the mainstream, back into our consciousness. I hadn't thought about players kneeling in a very long time. Most fans probably hadn't either. And now it's all we're talking about. It's all we're thinking about. And I just want to talk about Austin Meadows hitting his third home run. All right, that's a lie. That doesn't sound fun to me. Tim Benz joins us from Breakfast with Benz. Tim? Hi. Breakfast is fun. Let's go with breakfast. It's breakfast with Brens. Right. Even better. On the Cowley I'm Show. I'm renaming it right now. I'll, I'll get on. I'm going to hang up with you and call the editors and change the page. Tim, have a lot of people clicked on your story today about the NFL anthem F up? I haven't checked the tracks today. Um, I know as of this morning, the editors were of the opinion that maybe we had some anthem fatigue, that maybe they weren't tracking as much as we anticipated that the actual football stuff was tracking more. I know my, like you were joking about Austin Meadows. I know my Cam Sutton story that I did was actually tracking better than my Anthem story, which stunned me. I thought my Anthem story was really good today. I did too. Well, it sounds like you disagree with it though. I don't disagree with it. Well, it depends when it came back around at the end. uh, I think the NFL what they did here was they won, yes, in terms of their battle over the players. I don't think the NFL won in terms of the battle with the court of public opinion. I'll disagree. I'll say that they – it depends on what the court of public opinion thinks from their guy. Like, for instance, the court of public opinion saw this and said, what's the difference, right? But half of that court of public opinion – only listens to the guy in the Oval Office. And if the guy in the Oval Office said, we won, which he did, and his right-hand man said that we won, well, if they walk away and say, okay, game over, then so be it. Now maybe that the guy that they turn to and have informed them of all things newsworthy, if he says, okay, go ahead and watch the NFL again because now they've, they've forced them to stand – well, then how does the NFL lose? It's just, you know, it, I, for once, for once, is the public smarter than their guy that they elected the White House? And I have to see proof of that before I actually believe it. Well, here's why I think eventually they're going to lose. And it's because when the first handful of players stay in the locker room, Donald Trump's going to lambaste them. He's then going to crush the NFL and say, I thought you put an end to this, and obviously you didn't, and then I think it starts up all over again. What happened yesterday was, it's kind of funny, because I wrote what you are talking about. I actually started writing what you were talking about, Mm -hmm. almost word for word. And then Mike Pence channels his inner Charlie Sheen and tweets out hashtag winning, and Trump retweets it and goes on and says this morning, you know, 
or did he send out his own tweet? I, I retweeted it and gave it a little follow up about how it's great that everybody can stand again. Pence sent out a longer tweet himself and said how great it is for everybody to stand again. I think those guys tweeted victory at the first sign of anything <laughs> but kneeling, right? They did. And then they just didn't know the details. They just didn't know really what it was all about and that there's very little change. And now they can't go back and say that they did one because they announced that they won. Oh, I don't know. They go back on a lot of stuff. That is hilarious, though. And when Donald Trump spoke today on Fox and Friends, uh, he said that he was happy with the owners at the end of his little answer, where at the beginning he said, I think players should be, and I'm paraphrasing here, they should leave the country if they're not going to stand for the anthem. So he said he agreed with them, like you're saying, without knowing that he actually didn't agree with them. Yeah, they didn't read it. Either of them didn't read <laughs> no. really what happened. And it is funny, though, isn't it, that Trump went full South Park? I mean, he actually became the characters on South Park that say, if you don't like it, you can get out. I mean, he actually became that guy. He's, that's the definition of becoming a caricature of yourself. Tim Benz, Beckfist with Brens, joining us here yep. on the Cowley Show. Uh, Tim... What is going on uh, in the Steelers' secondary with Cam Sutton? He's the man of mystery, is he not? He is. I think he's good enough to be pushing for two starting jobs, but he's not good enough yet for them to feel like they, they can give him one. Um, I think there's a little bit of, sort of like what we were just talking about there with Trump, like admission of failure if they bench Sean Davis or bench Artie Burns right now, that they drafted the wrong guy, even if, if it's for another guy that they drafted, uh, instead of going out and signing a player, which is even more of an admission of failure. I think one of those two guys is going to have to get off to a really slow start. I think Davis is going to have to prove that he can't play the deep center field role, or uh, Artie Burns is going to have to get burned a bunch before they put Sutton at the other corner. But uh, from what I've seen of Sutton, I really like him. In fact, Adam, I'd go so far as to say their best secondary, for as much as we all like Mike Hilton, their best secondary would be if Burns, Sutton, and Davis all played up to their maximum caliber, and then Mike Hilton was the guy who came off the bench and did a little bit of mm -hmm. everything. Because then I think you get the most high-end athletes doing the most on the field. But for now, it looks like Sutton's going to have to be the dime bag. Or dime bag. <laughs> <laughs> dime back <laughs> unless one of those guys gets bagged and put onto the bench um i think that obviously hilton is fine as a nickelback we know that he's good but um you know this guy's played in the sec played at tennessee uh, i think they like him they just don't know what to do with him yet can we talk about how this is not a joint policy between the nflpa and the well, we NFL started, yeah since i brought up dime bags let's talk about Le'Veon bell instead right how about ab man Kind of taking him to task. At least it sounds that way, but who knows if A.B. actually meant it that way. Yeah, well, again, it's just a guy who really knows what he's talking about, right? Uh, it, is, it is funny that the Facebook Live guy is busting on somebody else for protocol. You know, the, the guy who yelled at the backup quarterback and the guy that threw the water cooler is now the one that's talking about protocol and how somebody else should be doing something. Uh, if A.B. were in this situation and had been had been franchised, he'd be working out like a maniac, but not practicing with the team as well. Let's not kid ourselves.
I can't get past the dime bag thing, man. I really can't. I'm giggling over here like an idiot. Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't make it, want to make it sound like Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton are the next two guys to get busted for marijuana. I mean, they've got enough guys in that locker room that have been through that. I really thought about, on that topic, I really thought about throwing it, like a, an article together and then having a tease just to get clicks where the headline was going to be. Former Steeler out already in Oakland and just put it out. People go, what did Martavis do? <laughs> and then click and find out it's Senquist Golson. But that was beneath even me. What are you writing about for tomorrow? I'm going to write about the pass rush for tomorrow. Uh, we've got our Friday football footnotes. And uh, I'm also going to write, I think I'm going to write about uh, this sort of false sense of, oh, we got to be happy for Ovechkin. Like, let's be higher thinking hockey fans and be happy for the Capitals. Let's screw the Capitals. Screw Ovechkin. I didn't want to see him win. Me neither. Although, if he does, I'll probably be okay with it because he's so darn good. No, I fell. Oh, darn. I just fell into it. Yeah, you just felt why? Like, I, I don't feel that way. I think it makes the Penguins even more impressive if he is actually capable of winning a championship. You know, I, I don't recall a lot of people in Chicago saying, ah, uh, you know what, Carl Malone and John Stockton, they should get one. Ah, uh, you know what, uh, Patrick Ewing should get one. Why? Why, why? why do we have to feel that way? They're a rival of our team. <laughs> it's okay to mock them and see them fail. I, th- I think sometimes you got to bring a little college element to pro sports. You know, I got, you're a West Virginia fan. You don't want to see Pitt win. Pitt fans don't want to see Penn State win, right, unless it helps you directly. And there's no way the Penguins are helped by this. Um, you know, I, I don't get it. I, I think this is this is something that happens in hockey, this communal feeling that you, you fake your way into happiness for other teams. Forget about it. Go Knights! Tim Benz joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, I read Breakfast with Benz. I do, religiously. You are of the mindset that the Steelers' pass rush, while they had a lot of sacks last year, that number was inflated, yes? Oh, God, was that a bloated stat. Ugh. I need a dime bag everything, every time I think about it. Um, <laughs> no, let's think about it. 20 sacks of the 56 came in those three games against the Browns and the Texans. Of the six worst teams in the National Football League when it came to protecting the passer, two of them were the Browns and the Texans. It wasn't just because they played the Steelers. You know, those teams were awful at protecting the passer, and they had some of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen when it came to pocket sense and holding on to football. And the Steelers took advantage of that. Um, it's not a coincidence that when it came to sack totals, the outside linebackers had – the lowest total they've ever had in the Blitzburg era since 1992. And the 3-4 the era as we know it, when Cowher took over for Noel, that was the worst year for outside linebackers. I, either the worst or second worst since um, 2014. I think, I think it was lower than 33 sacks, yeah. if I remember. I think it was 32, and 33 was in 2014. So I think it was the lowest year ever for the outside linebackers. Um, they need more pressure from those guys. Those guys need to be pass rushers. They shouldn't be covering as much as they are. And when they do rush, they need to be better at it. They can't rely on eight more sacks again from Vince Williams. That's not happening. Uh, for as much as Mike Hilton disrupted things and kind of threw off the timing of quarterbacks with his nickel back blitz, he only finished the job, what, once before he got to the Houston game, and then he had three? So, like, yeah, I, I do think the pass rush needs to be more effective. I think it needs to start with Stephon Tuitt. If we're going to rely on uh, seeing stat totals go up for sacks from the Steelers at the defensive line position, it's got to come from Tuitt. 
Dupree's got to get to the quarterback, take smarter routes to the quarterback, instead of going so far upfield all the time. And Watt can't hit a rookie wall. In this case, a second-year wall. He's got to be better longer than what he was last season. Let's bounce back to hockey one more time. Who do you think is going to win that series? I don't have a very good feel on it, I don't think. Well, I'm done picking against the Knights. I know that. Uh, I thought they'd win their first-round series. I, I thought that the Sharks would beat them in the second round. And then I just said, look, this, this magic ride is for real. And then I picked them again to beat the Jets. I'm going to pick them against Washington. Now I've sold myself on the uh, Flurry versus Ovechkin thing. Uh, I think the Capitals have spent themselves to get this far. Uh, I think this is going to go down as one of the greatest. It should go down as one of the greatest stories in all of professional sports history, a team winning in its expansion season. I don't know if ESPN will allow that since it doesn't carry hockey, but it should. They should. This is unprecedented, and I don't think that the NHL is guilty of giving too much too fast to Vegas. Are you? No. You're not? You don't sound convinced with that no. I'm not convinced of that no. All right, so you think that the NHL did give too much too fast to Vegas? I do, a little bit. In that they gave them more than they have ever given anybody else, but... They didn't give them enough to get to the cup final, and yet they somehow pieced their yeah, way. I mean, they, to, they didn't give yeah. they didn't give them another team to go against. That's a big deal. Uh, it's, That's very it's true. everybody else's ninth best player, Adam. You know? Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, the, it's To me, the storyline of Vegas versus Washington is a great one, too. It's because of sure it George McPhee. Now you've got Ovechkin trying to break through after years and years of needing to break through. Meanwhile, Vegas in their first year there. Hey, look at us. Look what we found. But why is it incumbent on Vegas to suffer because the Capitals have been in, in effort for so now long? That I don't understand that. That I'll agree with. Uh, just because you're Johnny come lately doesn't mean you can't have any success. That's stupid. Especially if you do it right. You this The anger over Vegas getting this far, being placed at their feet, is lunacy to me. Be mad at your own team for yes. giving away the wrong players. Yes, and you know, and th- there were there were players out there that were given to Vegas, where the other team was so desperate to keep other guys that they were giving away draft picks so that these players would go to Vegas. You know, the Penguins kind of did right. that with Flurry. Florida kind of did that with Marcia. So. So this is not on. Don't blame Vegas for that. Well, and let, okay. So let me go back on my on my previous terribly stated opinion. Why is it? Why would? It, why is it bad anyway? If they did give them too much, it's not a bad thing. You're growing. No, it is right. Exactly. That's that's exactly yeah. what I wrote in the trip because I would, remember Adam. This is this is not the third expansion team that I've seen. Two of which I've covered firsthand, you know, with the Syracuse crunch in the AHL and then in the NHL, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I know what an expansion team looks like and what it looks like to see failure in a hockey market. Um, that's the way it was for 12 years in Columbus. I was there that first year, worked on the radio network, and there was no talent there. I don't, I don't know how Columbus was aided as a hockey market to not have a playoff victory for the right. first dozen years. No, that that is spot on, and I confused myself in my own brain as you were talking, hence me stalling out on the air. Tim, well, you're not the one that said dime bag. No, at least I didn't. At least I didn't do that. That's very good. And let me be blunt with you, Tim. Not your best moment. <laughs> I've had better. Goodbye, my friend. See ya.
I'm sweaty. I got lost in Tim's talking, and I feel bad because he made a very good point. Yeah, you are real sweaty. You all right? I'm high. Dime bags. Dime bags. Coming up next. I already teased it, but the NFL PA needs to fight this hard. It is funny, though, isn't it, that Trump went full South Park? I mean, he actually became the characters on South Park that say, if you don't like it, you can get out. Hey, all you un-American bastards, if you don't like America, why don't you get out? Hey, if you don't like America, then you can get it. But for now, it looks like Sutton's going to have to be the dime bag, or dime bag. (laughs) 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 Dime back. That was one of the greatest Freudian slips we've had on the show. And I cackled like a banshee. Oh, that was great. I couldn't pull it together for the rest of the interview. Tim doesn't usually slip up like that. He doesn't, which means he's got weed on the brain. Yeah, and in his pocket, probably. A bag, they would say. A dime bag. Mm Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know what a dime bag is, a little tiny bag of weed. Do they even exist anymore? Yes. I mean, I don't know. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, My friend says they exist. Yeah. I haven't heard of one of those. I mean, my friend hasn't heard of one of those in a long, long time. It's a stupid-ass way to buy a weed. It's dumb. It's really dumb. Hey, man, I'm just going to need a dime bag. Meet me at the spot. I guess it makes sense because you're not carrying around that big a quantity. But even so, there's still a lot more than just the dime bag that you can carry around without it being a big-time charge. Nine times out of ten, from what my friend says, that the guy selling the dime bag probably has fake, like, grass in there. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I got your dime bag. Come on. And then he takes all your money at gunpoint. Yeah, and you lawn clippings. This is why it needs to be legalized. What happened, Tom? You're making a face. Why is he taking his money at gunpoint? That's how drug dealers work. Yeah, dime bag dealers. Yeah. What a dumb way. Whenever I want to go buy a beer, I don't drive to the distributor and get one beer <laughs> and then go home and have myself a night. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't go to Costco and buy like one roll of Charmin toilet paper. No. I'm there for the long haul. Yes. I don't want to have to go back. That's an even better example than mine was. Thank you. A much better example. <laughs> I'm going to be pooping until the day that I die. And in fact, up until the moment that I die. Therefore... I need to buy in bulk. Yeah. And guess what happens every time I got a dime bag back in the day? What? I'd want to smoke more pot after (laughs) I was done. That was always the problem with the dime bag. I need more weed. Buy in bulk, people. Public service announcement. Yes. (laughs) Brought to you by the Adam Crowley Show. That's why they created Sam's Club. Bulk is better. Eat fresh. 412-922-2874. Tweet me. At underscore Adam Crowley. Man, I can't wrap my head around the fact that Roger Goodell yesterday said that this was unanimously approved by owners and they didn't even hold a vote. Didn't even hold a vote! Whoopsie! And it took us all of, what, 24 hours to figure out that was a lie? <laughs> like, how'd that get out? Holy crap! That's because one owner or two owners or three owners were like, yo, we ain't down for this. And the Jets owner comes out and is like, yeah, I didn't vote for it. 
And then all of a sudden it gets people asking the right questions. And when you have a group of sports journalists who want to play real journalists for the first time in their life going at this thing, they're going to get to the bottom of it. But now, if I'm the NFLPA, I am so freaking colossally pissed off. Colossally. Not colossally. Colossally pissed off because I hope someone, the person who's calling now is calling about dime bags, not the NFLPA or Roger Goodell and the unanimousness of the vote. When Roger Goodell says this, it's unanimous. You think, okay, well, at least all the owners are down. They're all ready to rock. And they didn't try to talk to the NFL Players Association. And now, if I'm looking at number six in their list of policies, and if I'm the NFLPA, I'm saying, okay, wait, so Roger Goodell has the power to do whatever the hell he wants and determine what is punishable, what's not punishable, and how much, and to the extent, pardon me, of what the punishment's going to be. And now we find out that the owners didn't even all approve this. That's what I'd be pissed off about if I'm the NFLPA. You know, it goes a little bit further. Lewis Bean from SB Nation, he put out an article. Um, he had asked uh, DeMarie Smith um, about some of this stuff last year. And Smith's response was, I don't know what the league plans on doing with this during the offseason. We don't get invited to those meetings. But I think the only thing I would emphasize is that Roger Goodell, who's obviously commissioner of the league, met with us and told us that they believed yeah. in the players' right to protest. So this is them, you know, giving their word that, like, look, we're kind of on your side on this. And it makes them think that, hey, you know, things are going to get resolved here in a nice way. And, and then you have Roger Goodell going and doing this. And make no mistake, this is unilateral. This is him alone making that decision. I mean, I'm sure he had some people in his head and stuff, but... The powerful owners, the most powerful owners, told him the way that it was going to get done, and, and he that's made how, sure. And he made the decision yeah. and nailed it down, and that's how it went. That's exact. The Jerry Jones were in his ear. That's exactly how it went. I mean, they, and essentially, they they're, they lied to the PA. So And here's and, how they'd spin it, too. They'd say, we believe in their right to protest, and their protest could be sitting in the damn locker. Yeah, they should have added a caveat that was, we also believe in the right to make more money that's because that's what it comes down to again yes. bottom line the whole phrase we've been hearing but i mean how does the how does the players association proceed I, i'm thinking and i get grandiose sometimes like i'm almost thinking like if i'm the players association and i've been treated in this manner and i've been left out of the table on this issue i mean is a walkout that far out I, I know it sounds crazy, but, I mean, again, they have the players' best interests in heart. Roger Goodell, clearly, and, and I'll go out on a limb and say this, does not have the players' best interests no. at heart. He has the owner's best Without interests a doubt. at heart. So where do they go from here? I mean, it's going to take hard tactics, right? Well, because there's not anything that they can do to fight it until the next CBA conversation comes up. They can still unite? Well, that's exactly their only, that's their only course of action. I think you're right about that. It's either, hey, we're, we're you threaten this, you threaten the possibility of a walkout, something of that nature. You say, hey, we're not going to show up our entire team on the field for the national anthem, and let's see how Donald Trump likes that one. Stuff like that is going to have to happen for this to change because you can't wait until the collective bargaining agreement's up and have to figure it out from there. It becomes a much, much, much harder fight for the NFLPA because they're going to have to have concessions on their sides if they bring it all the way to collective bargaining, and then they'd have to wait the two years anyhow. That's the pain in the ass here. We talked about it earlier off the air, but why does this not happen in the NBA? I've got a couple of theories there, and there's a good piece on ESPN.com about this. 
The NBA is a bunch of teams made up of small rosters of players who have guaranteed contracts. And that's not necessarily the NFL's fault that their rosters are so big. It's just the necessity of the sport. But that is the case. And the NBA, well, they're working with not NFL-type revenue, but they're working with immense revenue. And they're having to pay it to a smaller pie of players, but players who want to make almost as much money as the money that the NFL players are making. But because of that, because there are no guaranteed contracts in the NFL, NFL players, they don't trust their owner. They don't trust the sport. They don't trust the commissioner for a number of different reasons. But the NBA players do. The NBA players, they walk in, they get signed to a six-year deal, and I'm sure there are clauses, things like that, that maybe make it impossible for that. There are clauses, things of that nature that will say, okay, we can cut you after four years or what have you, but they're getting their contracts guaranteed, much like in baseball. Baseball's got a very strong union. So these players, they trust their general managers, they trust their owners, because when the owners are doling out the cash, they have their players' best interest at heart because they want those players to be able to fulfill that contract and play up to their capabilities. In the NFL, these players feel like they're meat. These players feel like they're commodities. And the second that they don't have anything to offer anymore or they've got something less than what they offered before, they're going to have their head on the chopping block. That's why Troy Polamalu is still not exactly happy with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's why James Harrison wasn't happy with the Pittsburgh Steelers before. So you've got inherent trust issues in the National Football League. But the NBA doesn't feel that way, and the players don't feel that way. And to further it, the Milwaukee Bucks just released a statement after one of their rookies was tased by cops, and they denounced police brutality. They did that for that guy. They said it was sickening, and it was. So the NBA players don't feel like they need to step out and violate the rules about the anthem that were collectively bargained, by the way. They don't feel like they need to do that because they feel like the league's got their back. They feel like they can speak out. And in fact, the NBA allowed the players to wear the I Can't Breathe t-shirts, which does violate the CBA. They said, you know what? No, you're good. If you want to step out onto the court with that shirt and warm-ups, you can do it. You can, and the league had their back. The NFL should have, when this all happened, just said, we understand what Colin Kaepernick is trying to do. If they had gotten behind him, all it would have taken is for that to have happened in the beginning, and eventually people would have come to terms with it. Because money would have been funneled in. Colin Kaepernick would be playing. Eventually, he would not have been kneeling anymore. And it would all go away. At least in my view. But instead, the NFL made a big deal about it because they were trying to fight the backlash instead of just saying, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to support the players. It works in the NBA. You support the players. People get behind it. Now, Tom brought up an interesting point in our show meeting that doesn't have anything to do with the NBA or NFL Players Association, but he made a point that NBA fans aren't rednecks. And a lot of redneck NFL fans. I probably should have just said this was my opinion, shouldn't I, Tom? No, I don't care. I'll, I'll say it again. Rednecks aren't watching the NBA. I mean, it's not exactly breaking news. 
And that is why it's more complicated than I made it out to be a minute ago when I said, hey, just say it's okay. But that would have been a start. And that's why it's not a perfect comparison. But it would have been a start. We accept our players' rights to protest. We move on. They wouldn't be talking about it now. That's for damn short. Coming up next, it is the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. It's a Crowley Show. Raging debate in the break here on the Crowley Show. You're supposed to use butter when you're eating some crabs. Now, Brian's a Baltimore dude. Uh, I am not. I've been, and I will be back there next month for a wedding. Uh, Tom's not cultured at all. He's never been out of the studio. <laughs> he just sits in there shirtless. He doesn't bathe. It's disgusting. Well, most restaurants are no shoot, no shirt, no shoes, no service. So, shirtless Tom can't come in. He can't come in. But Tom says, oh, I put butter on my crabs. And Brian says, no. It's blasphemous is what it was. Mm. You don't put butter on the crabs. You're trying to talk. Let me back that up. Yeah. A second. You put them on Dungeness crabs, like the crappy crab that they have on the West Coast. You don't put them on the blue crab. That's Old Bay and steamed with beer. It's like you're talking about barbecue with somebody who grew up in Kansas City. And you're going to try to. Say that you got all the answers, Tom? You're an ignorant son of a bitch. You know that? Yeah, you don't come at me with that How stuff. dare you? I may not know much, but crabs I know. And he yeah. does, too. He's talking to us about how he busts open the bicep and the, yeah. and the claw. How to tell if they're female or male? Well, by yeah. the penis, right? No. Oh. By the flap that kind of looks like a penis. <laughs> oh. Not an actual penis, though. You got you wrong, Tom. You are. Thank you for not saying anything. So now the world knows you're wrong. Yeah. Appreciate the radio. I mean, what can I say? Brian just is a failure to the entire city of Baltimore. He doesn't use crabs right. You can use Old Bay and the butter. It's not, no, not a no, no, mutually no, no, exclusive no, no, no. Well, the butter. So, they should okay, be. No, so, they shouldn't be. I'll dive in on Tom's side just for a brief second here. The butter doesn't take away from any flavor. Absolutely, it does. Oh, no. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. You ever butter a steak? You're tasting butter, not crab. I've never buttered a steak. Have you buttered a steak? I mean, I, I will put butter on the outside of the steak, and then I will season yeah. a steak. Sounds like it could be pretty good. Yeah, because butter's great. Yeah, butter makes everything well, better. Yeah, I mean, popcorn. You know what's coming over to Tom's yeah. side? Wait a minute. While we're talking about how to do things right, steak is a whole different animal. Yes, you put butter on that, but you... You pan sear it first. Correct. And then you put butter and you take the cast iron skillet and yeah. you put it in the oven with the butter and some spices. You on can top. do it that way, yeah. Can you cook me a steak dinner, Brian? I will that cook sounds you a really steak good. I I'm not eating crabs with you. Hmm. Do I'll it. Bring wrong. the butter. No butter. Butter or margarine? Is it it's butter. It's butter. Don't be fancy and it's say like, margarine. Is like Old Bay considered a douchey thing outside of Baltimore? Absolutely like, not. But no. my roommate pounded it into my damn head for four Five years at West Virginia. And <laughs> everything I ate. Everything I ate. Crowley, man, you got to put some Old Bay on it. Mother bleeper. I don't have to put Old Bay on my peanut butter and damn jelly. <laughs> and I've gotten to the point where I now hate Old Bay even though it's delicious. It is delicious. And I eat it on my crabs because you have to eat it on your crabs. Old Bay chips are good. Like, they're very good. Yeah, crab chips. Good stuff. Crab chips you know what delightful. crab chips don't have on them? Butter. 
because it would ruin the chip. Hmm. Funny thing, though, you run into people like I've lived in a bunch of cities. <laughs> I'm I'm a Baltimore guy, but I've lived uh, in Oregon. I've lived in Texas. I've lived in Pittsburgh. Something uh, must have happened to yeah, you. Yeah, something must have happened to me. But I've lived in a bunch of places. In every place, you run into somebody from Baltimore. And and the first thing I always ask, it's not who are you a fan of, because I usually know what that is. But well, I ask, do you have Obey in the cupboard? And the answer is always yes. Oh, hell yeah. And then the next question is, when did your mom send it to you? <laughs> You're moving away from me, but it doesn't mean you have to move away from Baltimore. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I've got, it really, in my closet right now, like my little pantry closet, I have five, like, mega tubs of Old Bay <laughs> that I will never get through. But people just keep sending them to me because they think that's the thing. What else, what else do you put Old Bay on? I mean, fries. Fries with a uh, little uh, malt vinegar. It's good stuff right there. Wait a second. Does the malt vinegar ruin the taste of the Old Bay? Yeah. No, it does not, because this is not a crab. It's a fry. But if it was crab fries? Then you wouldn't need, you wouldn't need it. They have what they call crab fries at PNC Park. They are delicious, but there's no crab involved. It's just fries in this delicious, I don't know what the hell it is. Did you dip them in? Maybe it's it's crab dip. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's crab. <laughs> Not? I don't think so. No, it's like a cheesy kind of thing. But the reason they call them crab fries is because they have Old the Bay on, on there. I just made a hand gesture that I would not have made if I was on television. Yeah, shake it. 412-922-2874 is the number. I'm fatigued. I am. I'm really tired of talking about the nonsense that the NFL tried to pull. Not unanimously voted. Both the rednecks and the people who are sympathizers for the kneelers are all freaking out. Donald Trump said he agrees with the NFL owners, even when at the beginning of the sentence on Fox and Friends made a statement that sounds like he doesn't agree with the owners. It's just all nonsense right now. So I will get back into that in about 13 minutes on the show. I will. I promise. I'll get back into it. I've got takes. But first, the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. What? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Got a text. Oh, whoa. Hold the phone. What is Old Bay? Who's that from? Who sent that? It's a family friend. Who's that? Who is that? Expose them. That's my Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave? He's a great man. Knows a lot about hockey. Knows nothing about Old Bay. Uh, Obviously, he doesn't. Explain Old Bay. Old Bay is a seasoning. It's a very good seasoning. It has lots of good stuff in it. You put it on crabs. Things I can't recall, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. It's just Old Bay. There's some salt. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Old Bay is a, it's a spice. It's. I love my uncle. Love the family. Yeah. Great people. Really, one of the reasons why <laughs> I got. Wondering right one now. One of the reasons I got into hockey. No kidding. But okay. how do you not know what Old Bay is? I mean, do they use it on the West Coast? Probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've run into it out there. I've actually, I have seen it in grocery stores out there. I've seen mm-hmm. it in Texas. I mean, it's all over, kind of. It's it's one of those things that not a lot of people buy, so they keep a short stock of it. I mean, I never have to buy it because my damn relatives yeah. send it every day. But, I mean, I don't understand how your uncle got through this life without knowing what it is. I mean, at least one point... I, mean, I certainly know way up here. They do. I know for a fact that he has in his life had crabs. The the seafood, right? It's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. 
Oh, got another text. Got another text. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Sorry. Please don't hold it against me. He had both kinds of crabs. It's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. Michael Kendricks is a free agent. The Philadelphia Eagles said, see you later. Here's what I got to say about Michael Kendricks, who spells his name M-Y-C-H-A-L. This guy's a team player. Because there's no I in Michael. Last year, the Steelers got deep into contract negotiations with Donta Hightower. Shazier had been oft injured. Vince Williams was a seventh-round pick who was just a guy. Steelers knew they needed depth at the inside linebacker spot. In fact, they thought they could use another starter. If Vince is the third guy, well, now you're cooking. But Hightower chose to remain with the Patriots since offers were the same. This year, obviously, Shazier's not in the fold. And Vince Williams and John Bostic are penciled in as starters. But the backup situation, well, that leaves a lot to be desired. It's no different than last year, except that the starters are worse. So the Steelers will take a long, hard look at Michael Kendricks. He's a three-down guy who can run and cover. And if they can get him in here, he can be the starter. Whether he's taking over for Vince or Bostic, I don't know. But he's far better than both guys, in my opinion. And that pushes the other into backup duty. I'd much rather have one of the two of them as my third dude instead of Tyler Maticavich. No offense to him, but he's just a special teamer. The Steelers need an inside linebacker. If not Kendricks, maybe it's Bowman. Timmons, uh, he ain't cutting it anymore. Either way, they need depth. I'd prefer to grab a guy who pushes Vince or Bostic into a depth role as opposed to signing someone who is the depth player. The other NFL stuff I have is all about the anthem. I just... I just can't. I can't. Come on, man. Rally. I can't! I can't! I won't! I will. The NFL did not hold a formal vote on anthem policy! Roger Goodell lied to all y'all. To your faces! He lied on behalf of the owners! If Roger Goodell is lying on behalf of the owners, aren't the owners lying too? I say yes. They're complacent. Art Rooney II, great man. Tremendous administrator. But if he's standing arm in arm with Roger Goodell as Roger Goodell lies, that's not a good look. Roger Goodell held the press conference yesterday and said that it was a unanimous decision and it wasn't. How are we supposed to trust that guy? How are players supposed to trust that guy? How's the NFLPA supposed to trust that guy? He's lied to them time and time again. DeMarie Smith, as Brian brought up in the last segment, he said that the NFL said that guess what? They're okay with players protesting. And now we find out they're not. They're okay with players hiding. They're okay with trapping players. So that's a lie. It's a lie that it was a unanimous vote. It's all lies. Lies, 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 and lies by Roger Goodell and the National Football League. And I think now that the NFL Players Association does have a leg to stand on. If they're going to fight this, they're going to fight it because they can say, well, not every franchise chimed in. 
As much as I do like Art Rooney II, and again, I will double down on that. I like Art Rooney II. When he says that this is a compromise, that can't possibly be the case. It's not a compromise. And he's speaking on behalf of other people who feel the same way. It can't be a compromise when not everyone has a seat at the table. And yes, they're discussing, but doesn't have a vote, I suppose, at the table. And the NFLPA didn't. And now the owners didn't all agree. So it's not a compromise. Boom, NC. That is the unsponsored football segment brought to you by To Be Determined. Of course, there's a whole lot of knowledge and fun being dropped in there. I have a whole take on Ben Roethlisberger, but it's old by now. I've given all my Ben takes. They're dead. They're done. They're gone. He's a bad leader. He's a bad leader. That's my take. How about Antonio Brown? Good leader. Good leader. Did you hear what he said the other day? This is insane to me. It's insane. I'll find it it's somewhere in here. Antonio Brown said yesterday that, I don't have the quote, he does not care who gets drafted. Because when they are drafted, and this is, of course, me paraphrasing, when they're drafted, they become Pittsburgh Steelers. And while he said a bunch of other things that make me think he's a leader about Le'Veon Bell, you're, you're not serious about getting better if you're not showing up, he said... That he doesn't care who's drafted, because they're Steelers. Meanwhile, Ben Roethlisberger says on Crook and Phony that, well, I wish they would have drafted someone else. Which guy sounds more like the leader? Ben Roethlisberger. Not! It's Antonio Brown. Coming up next, we hear from the President of the United States of America. It's the Crowley Show.